listening to Show Up, Stand Out, an online visibility show where we discuss how you can become more visible using social media and beyond, attract your perfect clients, and create more free time in your business and in your life so your dreams can finally become your reality. Strategies, mindset, interviews, opportunities, and lots and lots of actionable tips brought to you by your go-to online visibility strategist and your host, Juliette Stapleton. Hello and welcome to Show Up, Stand Out online visibility series for entrepreneurs. My name is Juliette Stapleton. I'm your host and I'm known as the queen of visibility. My goal is to bring you amazing guests in the area of marketing, in the area of online visibility. Today, I have someone really special. Let me introduce you to Tiffany Newman. And Tiffany is a visionary branding strategist who helps highly motivated entrepreneurs and influencers up-level their businesses. Hi, Tiffany, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Juliet. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm delighted. You know, we know each other for, um, for a little while. In fact, I was a guest at Tiffany's last summit, mm -hmm. uh, or one of the summits that she's running. And, and it's so funny because Tiffany discovered me through the power of online visibility. She just basically searched for me and, and I, came, I came in the search, you know, and that just proves that, you know, the more visible you are, the more opportunities it opens to you. Absolutely. Well, we to, yeah, it's, it's so important. So what, but being visible is not so simple. It's not just like posting all the time or you have to really take it all strategically. And this is why uh, Tiffany is here. We want to talk about branding, which is such an important part. And there's a lot of misunderstanding or, you know, myths about it. Some, some people think that branding is just, you know, a logo or a website or the color scheme, but it could just go so much deeper than that. So I am probably not the, well, I can talk about it, but Tiffany is the expert today talking about branding. So how does branding differ from marketing? So marketing is actually, they, they go hand in hand together. So a lot of people think that they just need marketing. They just need to, like you said, get out there, promote themselves, have, you know, a funnel or have, you know, just a website up and put themselves out there. Branding is, they really go hand in hand because branding is the way that you're strategic about it. And it will actually help catapult your marketing because your marketing, if you don't have a really strong brand, can easily kind of fall flat if it's not cohesive, co coherent, and consistent. People will kind of get confused. Um, I like to say a lot of people start out and just throw spaghetti at the wall to see like kind of what lands and try different colors and try different fonts. And, and a lot of it is visual, but then also it ties back into your messaging. So for you, for instance, you know, with the visibility, that's pretty much all that you speak about. Your, your messaging is very clear. And so people get to know you as that. A lot of people, if they're not doing that, then their marketing kind of falls flat because people are confused, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And in fact, I, I will be very transparent. When I started getting visible, I had no idea about, you know, branding. I didn't think about it strategically. And looking back, I know that I would have saved a lot of time uh, if I focused on the message and the branding. And, you know, of course, yes, I, I was focused on the, on the colors and my background is web design. So I like tweaking the colors and tweaking. And it took time to come in and, you know, when when it all came together but you know when it came together when I started thinking about myself as a brand 
Mm. And it made a huge difference because everything has to, you know, fall into who you are. But, you know, I, I, I obviously, um, I'm a face of my business. Like everybody's a face of the business, but not everybody shows up as such. So right. I'm concerned about my personal brand, which is, which is who I am. And I think that this is important to bring um, who you are and your values. This is what branding really is. You know, majority of people in our audience will be people who are the faces of their business. They work with clients. But I think that what's very confusing for them sometimes is, especially when you say, you know, it's also messaging. That is where I, I see confusion. And I think I was confused before as well. So we're told um, you need to tell your story. And it's like, it's like literally like walking into a brick wall for most people because they're like, what do you mean? And they go yes. into overdrive, like they don't know what is it. How would, how would somebody approach this, you know, thinking about their story, thinking about themselves as a brand? Sure. So there's actually two stories that I think people need to tell. So one is their personal story, like you were saying. So why are you so passionate? It's like the why behind your work. It's not, you know, when I was six, I did this. It's, you really want to keep it relevant to what you're doing. But if you look back and connect the dots, there are specific, definitely going to be specific reasons why you chose the vocation that you did and why you want to make an impact and why you're showing up with your offerings. So that's the main thing is telling your personal story. So going through and looking back, connecting those dots, I take clients through a process to do that. And then like seeing where in your life it connects and then why you are doing what you do now. The other piece is your story brand, your brand story. So how does that, how does your personal story reflect back to your clients? What's in it for them? Why do they care? You know, all of those things really. And a lot of people don't take the time to, you know, they might say, oh, my ideal clients are women between 35 and 50 and they do this. But you really want to dig deep into their deep desires. And then also, I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of questions that you can ask and things like that. But getting that brand story out and how you speak to them, especially in places like your website and your, your content is really, really key. And you actually want to use that story more often because people want to hear about themselves typically, like psychologically. <laughs> but then it's really important to have your story nailed down too, because the more you are on podcasts like this, or getting featured or things like that, you can repeat it and kind of have, you know, the same methodological, I can't say that word, <laughs> methodical story. So every time you show up, it's very consistent, coherent again. So the same thing as your colors being consistent, you want all of that messaging, including your story, to really be relevant and consistent. I love that you brought this up because I, I this is what I found as I was growing. You know, you when you when you're growing your business and especially with branding and, and your visibility, and you're thinking, okay, you know, what, what if I repeat all the time the same thing? You know, wouldn't my audience get tired? And this is something that holds people back. But the truth oh, is that when you look at the big uh, names, you know, and I followed John Asaroff for a, a long time at the start as well. But what I figured out that John is always talking about three, four things. They're concepts, right? But he always comes back to these things. It's never, Absolutely. yes, there's little small deviations, there's different tactics, there's, you know, hundreds of little things we can do, but they all go under the same topics. Therefore, you know, of course, if it's good enough for John Asaraf, surely it's good enough for us to be continuing to talk because at the end of the day, it's so busy online and, and we are so distracted. We just, we don't get information. People don't think online and it's true. They want to hear only about themselves. So, A lot of the time. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> 
yeah, what will trigger us is like, if we hear something that actually matters something to us first. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, that's what exactly what you're saying. You know, what is it in it, in your story for them? Can you give me an example? Like, just so we make it clear, for example, if somebody was building their business, how do they uh, tell a story? What is in it for their clients? Um, for example, like abstract. Yeah. So one good example is, let me think of a good one. Um, so for example, my client, one of my clients, Ina, who's recently went through my group program, she really realized, so we talk about values a lot. So that's the main, the first thing that I start out with people is getting clear on your values. And again, that sounds like something that isn't part of your brand. And why do you really need to know your values? Like that's for maybe the big corporations, you know, like, you know, Apple and things like that. They have values. You could probably see them up on their wall, but it's really important for us as entrepreneurs as well, because it helps you make business decisions. It also helps you pinpoint what you can talk about. So obviously you're going to talk about your business and your offering. Like you talk about visibility. I talk about branding, but if you talk about that all the time, it's going to get boring. So it gives you other things to talk about and really getting clear on those values, then you can attract ideal clients that have those same values. They will really resonate with you if they have the same values. And then you can tell stories around those values. So for instance, if freedom is one of my top values because I love doing what I do, but I also left corporate to have more freedom in my life. So I'll post pictures, you know, I'm relaxing with my daughter on the beach or something like that and telling the story about how you can have freedom if you do the the entrepreneurial thing right. Um, So Ina, for instance, her biggest value was um, like the no limit life, taking, having no regrets, doing everything. So she told the story, like she went and jumped off a cliff. She, she does these kind of crazy things, but people will really resonate with that and her personality, but they'll also see something in it for themselves. Like, Oh, I want that too. Or, Oh, I'm just like that. You know? So I kind of bring it, back to the values and then you can go from there this is what this is such an important aspect that a lot of people it's it's a lack mindset they're afraid to put people off by being true to who they are values are so important i actually found in on a personal level working with my brand and really thinking about my values on a personal level was so empowering and so beneficial i have changed yes you know when you're thinking about like is integrity important how is it, it, it is important to you. And then you realize, oh my God, it's so important. You know, I actually resent things when there's no integrity. That's what caused the, the, the worst thing for me. Some mm. people can cope with it. You know, some people can live with it. And, and some people can't. And so who do I attract? Of course, people who, like, this could be a brand theme. This could be a story. And it's good to polarize people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so because when you don't polarize people, when you are afraid to, you know, you're afraid to put somebody off who may potentially pay money, right? Because it's all about money usually when you're thinking like this. But the funny thing is that you're attracting non-ideal, I should say nightmare clients when you are not putting off people who are wrong for you. Totally, totally. I've seen it time and time again. And personally, I'll, I'll say I'm the first one to admit I didn't, I teach this to other people. But in the beginning of my business, I was kind of figuring it out too. And I look back and I was like, Oh, yeah, like, it's definitely makes a world of difference. And like you said, I love how you said it was empowering, because that's the thing I find the most with people when they, you know, for instance, did not want to go through the exercise. She's kind of an A type personality. She's like, I don't need that it doesn't matter she was crying and she's, and she thanks me to this day when we talk about it. It's like, 
that was the biggest aha was getting clear on those values. And I really look at branding as a self-development process. It's, you know, they say entrepreneurship is a self-development process. So is branding because you can't see the label when you're inside the bottle. You can't, you know, we're so close to ourselves. <laughs> so going through the process really helps you dig deep. And like you said, figure out who you truly are. I think also it's, it's I, I did once an exercise that I now tell all my clients to do is to write the story of their lives in bullet points, mm. you know, from like, think about what your parents told you when you were two or three, you know, a toddler, and then write like every five years, write it out, write it out. Obviously as older we get, we may not have five years brackets. Maybe it's going to be decades, but like, think about it. And it was such a great exercise because that showed me not that I didn't know that, but it showed me so clearly that I am resilient, that I'm tenacious, that I make my dreams come true, that actually I could just say to myself, you know what? All my dreams came true. I can make any dream come true. I even know how to. And if I didn't do that exercise, as you said, you can't see the label from inside the bottle. I love this expression. It's just exactly Thank what you. I, mean. I know. I'm like, I've been told I need to trademark it by my copywriter. She's like, you really need to trademark that. I'm like, okay. It's brilliant. I'm not going, you know what? I'm going to make every time if I'm using no, it. It's totally fine. It's just funny because it, it's so true though, you know? Exactly. We don't think about it. We know about it, but we never think about it. But I do think that, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and it's, you have to think about branding, it's, it will be, there will be a stage. And I think we're going to talk about this today as well. There, there is a stage where you just have to, otherwise you can't grow. You can't actually mm -hmm. achieve your potential. And when you start thinking about yourself and, and your brand, all these things, they kick in all these things that you you knew about yourself like deep down, but you never actually took responsibility. You know, yes, I am like this or yes, I am like it. And some, some things are maybe not so positive. It's not always that you have to be like a superhero and tenacious and resilient. Maybe some things you'll say, well, you know what? Yes. Sometimes I don't put up, you know, I don't, I don't commit or I decommit from things, but that's because I need to cl clarity and I need to clear things in my mm -hmm big one for me you know as a people pleaser I would always be so afraid that if I said yes how can I say no and like just thinking about me as a brand I realized that sometimes decommitting is so important just to clear my head and actually move, move forward you have to create space and saying no is okay to to previous arrangements you know or moving things and just so it's it serves you and that was a huge thing and that was also mm -hmm. something that resonated with so many people and helped them move on so it, it served my brand when I started talking about talking this. about it yeah, that's amazing. And it's so true. It's, you know, I'm a self-recovering people pleaser too. So I totally relate to that, but it's, it's true. It helps other people, especially if you're further on in the journey with what you're teaching with, as you're growing your business, that's the whole point is to help people along the journey and help educate them. So if you can be transparent and genuine and share those things that like you may want to cover up because you're like, oh, they won't think I'm an expert, but we all grow. You're simply further ahead on the journey and are helping lift them up. So yeah, it really makes I, sense. Absolutely. And in fact, I, I always say, you know, people say to me, oh yeah, I want to get into that Tony Robbins training. And I'm, and I'm looking at this person thinking that's not going to be of any benefit right now to this person because it's too far. It's too far. Mm. It's someone who has just been there recently, you know, in the last two, three years, because they will still remember, they will still be transparent. It's a completely different thing rather than just getting motivated, motivated by, you know, big talk. And then actually in the, there is no, no so much hands-on um, direction, you know, to be Absolutely. 
so so it's good that you said you know but but it's true you have to be there is another thing that that brings me to a really good kind of area uh, a lot of people okay we have to be authentic we have to be transparent right but a lot of people are afraid of like mm. where is that line like when your opinion where is that line lies where authentic becomes too private and you know like how a lot of people ask me that because especially because i always encourage them to use their personal profile on facebook and they say but yeah but i'm i'm a private person and i'm also a very private person but right like what what about you what's your kind of ideas or stances on on this topic you're listening to show up stand out with your host and online visibility strategist julia stapleton If this show brings you value, subscribe to our podcast and never miss another episode. Yeah, so I'm I'm also quite a private person, but I realized really by not doing that and not sharing that I'm holding back my gifts from other people and we can't help others if we're not being putting ourselves out there. And then if you're not being transparent and genuine, then that's also the case. Like they're not getting the full picture of you. And the truth is that we are like multi-dimensional beings. Like we're not one-sided people. We don't just have a business and we don't just have a family. And if you want to really make it in your business, you have to have visibility. You have to have consistency. You have to show up. And I think that's, you know, the main piece about it. And I guess I would say it's been a journey for me as well. It was, I'm, it was really scary. Even as a brand expert, you know, I was in the corporate world for 15 years. I led a team. So I know what I'm doing, but entrepreneurship is a different deal. It ta- it does take some time, but once you take that leap and you realize that it's not as scary as it seems and that people are cheering you on. And of course there may be some people who aren't, but that's okay. Like there's more people that will cheer you on than not. And you're there to serve others. That's what it's really all about is to the I, service. I, and when I have the service mindset, then it's not as scary. Yes. You know, it's so funny about uh, talking about scary and maybe a little bit of topic, but I think I'll share because it's, it, it will fit. I just recently did this uh, training with uh, goal setting training. I'm very intuitive. Goal setting is not my natural ability. I have the dreams and I do achieve them, but it's not like goals and strategies and tactics. It's not naturally. It's not like that. I can force myself into it, but that's a different conversation. So I did this training. The guy that did the training was absolutely such an amazing achiever. Like there's, he wouldn't stop be- he, if he goes after something, he'll get it, right? And, and the results come in. So I wanted to know his system. But uh, when, he, when it came to me and me in the hot seat kind of being, you know, let's, let's plan out your dream and, and or your goal. And I, uh, he asked me, would you, lo- would you go, would you, would you eat snakes in the jungle if you had to? You know, and I was like, mm, yeah, maybe I wouldn't eat insects. And he said, okay, if I give you a million dollars, would you eat an insect? And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, for me, I hate cockroaches, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know what had happened after this training? This is the, the reason why it's not about the training, but the reason why is I was thinking about entrepreneurs and how, how it's scary for us to be like on your own, you know, if you work from your home and you're, you know, maybe online and you're pushing all the times, pushing is not a good word because it just comes with this sort of like resistance, you know, mm. but actually you're, you're, you're taking action all the time. You need to be motivated. And I found that sometimes, you know, it is scary, but when I now think, would I rather eat a cockroach? There is <laughs> the fear. It's a great one. Yes. Immediately you can see that. No, no, not at all. You know, so 
pick up that phone, answer the message, do a live video, whatever scares you, you can do it because find yourself something that's they really disgust you and ask yourself, would you rather do this? I love that. That's a great, that's a great way to look at it for sure. For people who are like afraid of heights or something, would you rather jump out of a plane? No. <laughs> and you know what you need to do? You need to actually, like, this is what I'm doing actually this week. I'm going to find a picture of the most disgusting cockroach that really makes me, you know, turn. And I print it out with the big letters saying, would you rather eat this? And I'm going to put it in front of me on the vision board. So anytime I'm resisting, I'm just going to, I just need to glance. So you're afraid to, you know, jump out of a plane. Just take a picture, find a picture where it's a view of you just about to jump. That makes you really scared. Put it out in front of you. Say, would you rather do this? Because it's so funny how resistance goes immediately. The moment I love that you, idea. And, and this, this is like with branding as well, with, with showing up. And you know, as well, the other thing you said, like if you are talking all the time, um, you know, if you're all the time just delivering value and being an expert, it's actually off-putting for people because they feel like there is no connection. We have to think about emotional connection. Mm -hmm. I do people, people buy into us, you know. I, totally. I, like I know some people are digital and they look at the, you know, factual, you know, uh, am I going to make money here? What are the facts? But really deep down, I still believe that they, they fall in love with people at some level. They won't maybe admit it, but it's all about our attraction to each other. And then they go and, you know, check the facts and everything because that's their personality. So sharing is so important because mm -hmm. people, will, people will make that, that um, choice. And you're not like a professor, you know, in a party and a boring professor or someone standing there and loading people off this boring information. Everybody's with blank faces around them and you're like, okay, I'm not going to that corner. So I always say that this is, this is something that's important. And with, with sharing stories and with sharing your story, this is where there's a difference between, you know, if you're just expert, that's that horrible person in the corner, you know, and, mm -hmm. and being someone who is the, the heart of the company that, and you can be that even if you're a private, even if you're introvert, even if you're anything. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my clients, Selena Sue, for instance, she is a complete introvert and it's really that service that came out of her, like, I really want to serve the world. And if you looked at her online, you would probably have no idea that she's an introvert, but it's because she talked about it. And she, we actually, she actually did a video all around being introverted and sharing her story. And she got so many messages, so many people that wanted to work with her because she shared that. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea. If you can do it, I can do it. You know? And I think that's the key is, why that works because there's so many people that do what I do that you do you do to do what other people do and that's really how you stand above the noise online and again some people you'll put off put some people that's fine there's somebody else out there to serve them there's enough people on this planet for everybody I truly believe that so if you put your energy out there you'll attract the right people I love that. It's, it's an abundance mindset. There is enough of everything for everyone. You're mm -hmm. not going to run out of opportunities. So don't be, you know, don't try and cling on to something in your life or in your business or anything. And I actually, honestly, all people who were not right for me and I didn't follow my gut feeling saying, no, that's not the right person. They turned out not to be the right person. There'd be something there, even if it's not on a global scale, but there'd be something there that I know that I, I don't, you know, I can't stand that particular quality. And when you feel like this about someone, that's all, it's like a little, like it's a little, you know, if you had a 
glass of clear water and you just put some dirt into it. That's what it is. It's like, it's, that's a great analogy. <laughs> yeah. It's like you wouldn't drink it anyway. Like even though it's, it's kind of settled, but you still wouldn't drink it anymore. You know? So this is something like you have to, you have to find people who are true, but they come to you when you show up, they come, you know, you don't need to do hard work looking for them. You're just, mm -hmm. I think and transparent. Yeah. Although I would say one thing I do that just came that from saying that, that we didn't talk about really quickly is the fact that there is going too far. I do believe that like you don't want to come to the point of, you know, sharing every little detail necessarily, you know, you just have to be smart about it. And that's where having like your brand story and everything in place, you don't want to overshare come like from that victim mentality. I think that was really off putting. But, um, you know, if you had things that happen in your life, if they affected where you're at now, absolutely share them. But like you said, there is some point that you it's like TMI, too much information, you know? I so totally agree. And it's very sad sometimes to see somebody who has a good potential and they're, it's like they're digging a hole for themselves by just putting out, and I love this, from victim mentality. This summer I wrote an article, but it was actually about somebody who was potentially a lead. And when I was checking them out, Every post on their profile was complaining. It was complaining that it was hard to be whatever race they were. It was hard to live in the life they lived. And it was hard to be from the background of the family that they were. And it was so hard. I didn't want to work with the person after I read this three, four posts. And it was so off-putting. It was, you don't, you can't share. You can share your hardships. You don't have to be a yeah. hero. Nobody likes like polished superheroes because that's suspiciously, you know, like that's too good to be true, which is usually it is. Right. <laughs> when you are, you know, you can really, really undermine yourself, you know, by even, even this is a small thing, but I also, I recently talked about it, although I, I, I'm risking to put off a few people who I love genuinely, but I think that when people use familiarity online and they call each other Han and darling and, you know, mm -hmm. I, uh, there, it's, it's a cultural thing in some areas and everything, but it can put potential clients off so badly. And you have to just think about it. This is where strategy comes in. So yeah, yes, your brand yeah. voice. Yes. Like that, or like if you're going to swear or not, that some, there's some entrepreneurs that swear all the time and they attract people who are like, yes, you know, F that too. Then if you're not comfortable with it, you know, I made when I stub my toe or something, I'm not, it's not like I don't swear, but I don't come online and just swear all the time. And that's just my personality and who I want to show up as, but it doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily not attract people. You know, it's just, it's just how you're going to come up and you want to think about that when you're showing up online and be consistent about it. Cause if you don't, and then all of a sudden you go on a tangent and start swearing, people are going to be like, wait a second and get confused, you know? I remember I worked with um, this wonderful lady and she never swore and she owned like a, a shop and she never, never swore. And then, you know, behind the scenes once when she was saying, I almost had like a heart attack when I heard that, you know, but I swear, you know, I do swear. I swear at home. I swear in front of my child. She's yeah. a genius. She's fine. You know, it's not about exactly. swearing, or swearing, but it is about, you know, having that kind of balance or really just owning it and saying, okay, you know, if it's excessive, it can't put the, people off you know if it's if right and but it might actually attract some too you don't know like as well it's if that's your kind of person and this is you are going to attract what you're putting out it's not necessarily who you are some people say oh i'm attracting wrong people but that's what the message you're putting out you can change that message if, if you feel like they're wrong then something you're saying 
that appeals to them. So there's some things, but I think that, that it is important to just kind of say, well, this is it, this is who I am, but then accept responsibility. This is who you're going to attract as well. If you're fine with this, they might be perfect people for you. If you're attracting people who are not perfect for you, you have to do some sort of exercise, and, you know, right? Like think about yourself and do some self-reflecting. I think as, as entrepreneurs and especially with branding, self-reflection, it's like, <laughs> it's a must. You have to do every like three months or something. You have to Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're constantly evolving too. So I think that's a good point too. Every you know, maybe every quarter or something, like check in, <laughs> see where you're at. It's so important what people, how, who you're attracting, what people are thinking about you as well. It's easy, easy to do. But I said easy to do. And yet some people would say, okay, well, I have no clue. Mm. So I, maybe I need a branding strategist. And when is the right time to invest? Is it something that you need to just straight away do at the very start? Or um, like when is the time to actually really think about investing in, in a branding strategy is getting your brand together? Yeah, so I teach that there's three brand stages. So the first one is really when you're starting out. It's called introductory, you know, startup phase. And a lot of, I've seen two ways. So people either pay no attention to it and they just build and they go, or they're like, oh, I need all these things and they invest right away. I, and then this is kind of sounds backwards because I am a brand expert. You'd think I'd say, oh, you need it right away. Like you have to pay, like pay right away. But I actually think that does both the expert and you a disservice because you don't know who you are. You don't know who you're ideal. All those things we were just talking about, when you've come out, I've seen so many people start out and they're not quite sure what their offerings are. They're not quite sure what those messages are. They know maybe they want to, you know, be a coach but they don't know like what niche they're going to go into. So I really teach to kind of get your feet wet, get, get going. And then once you really know, you're like, okay, this is it. And you don't have to like have your ideal client completely mapped out. Like that's part of the branding process, but you know what direction you want to go in. So that's the first phase is that beginning phase. And I would say, you know, just put your name up, you know, get something. I didn't even, you don't even have to have a website necessarily at first. It's great if you do, but so many people use branding as a procrastination tactic to actually doing the work of getting clients, I found. So phase two is where I see the best place to invest. And that's really in like the mid phase. You have, you know where you're going. You, um, you've had some results. You've had some clients. You've kind of tweaked it a little bit, but you're not completely settled yet. You may have invested in a logo and some colors. You just don't feel like it ever fit you. Maybe a lot of people DIY it at first and that's totally fine. Um, a lot of people too, I say it's throwing spaghetti at the wall. Like I said earlier, you know, you've kind of tried different things and then you're like, okay, now I'm ready. I know what I'm doing and I want it to be good. I want to be seen as the expert in my space. Once you get to that place, then you really want to invest because Again, then you don't, you're not seeing the label inside the bottle and you don't necessarily have the expertise. So I'll see people just, oh, I just need some, a logo on Fiverr and some colors or they'll, you know, try and do it themselves. And then it doesn't look as professional as it would or sound as professional as it would if you worked with an expert. Um, so that's really the phase that I like to tell people to, because then that allows you to move to phase three, which is brand mastery, where everything's really cohesive and consistent. You have everything in place. 
It saves you time and money because you're not constantly throwing spaghetti at the wall. You know what your brand is. You're going for it. It helps you create content quickly. It helps do all those things. And then you can actually even move your brand further at, if you scale enough where you're doing, you know, your brand solid, you can actually do campaigns. So if you have launches and things like that, you can kind of break the rules of your brand. I teach how to do that and have a campaign to make things seem new and fresh but still within your brand foundation, if that makes sense. Um, so it's kind of like this evolution of branding. I love what you said about uh, people use, not branding, let's not just say branding, but visuals, visual branding mm -hmm. as a form of procrastination instead of you know, the scary stuff that let's say, talking, reaching out to, to people who are active on their content and talking and bringing them to sales conversations and actually making money because that's what business really is at the end of the day. Yes. It, it, it is money making whether you like it or not, whether you're aligned with it or not, you have to get it aligned with it. But it's, it's a procrastination. There's people spending way too much time in it. They're mm -hmm. not even focusing on, on content. They're focusing right. on this, you know, what kind of color, what sort of shade of blue should I get? Who cares? It doesn't Yeah, matter. at the beginning, you just want to test and get thing, get, yeah, start getting the momentum going. Yeah, it, I agree 100%. It's, and I see it so often where people come to me, like you said, you, somebody comes and you're just like, oh, this doesn't feel right. I've taken a couple people into my group program before because, you know, I, they thought it was a great fit. I did too. And then they get in there and it's, they kind of freeze and we build, we do the branding, we, we build it and then they don't put it out there. And it's like that build it and they will come mentality or they just turn on the website and then they don't go promote it. And I'm like, wait a second. I, I helped you with this process. You have this beautiful brand, but again, they're afraid to take those steps. So I say do it in reverse because then you're ready and you need a good brand too, I will add, before you get publicity. Before you go and you pitch and you be on, you're on podcasts, you're on all these different things, that's when you want, you know, it's like that's the stage two, three. So you want to invest before you start doing a lot of that, but um, not right at the beginning. <laughs> no, and, and the funny thing, Build It and They Come, right? This movie was Kevin Costner. That was yeah. it. And I don't know, I think it's based on a book, but if not, uh, that was filmed in the 90s, right? I think. Mm, that's a right. A long, long time ago. It that was. Like 2019 onwards, build it and go fetch them. If you don't go fetch totally. them, nothing's going to happen. Everybody can, to build a website, you know, I have a web design background. I can build you a website in half an hour. Seriously, I put a few like templates together and that's it. That's your website. But it means nothing, nothing. And this is where people get so, they just get so blocked. But I think focusing on your brand, and as we're saying, a brand is much more about your values, your message, you know, who is your ideal client. And then speaking to them and reaching out to them and talking to them and finding out more about them so you can feed that into your message again. This is, this is the hard, scary work. And if you, have, if you need any help, maybe print out a co-approach or two and think about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you have to push yourself in the scary, in this, into the scary zone. Or alternatively, when you're ready, you can get Tiffany to give you a hand and, and build your brand strategy. So if somebody is ready, where do they go? What's the best? Yes. It's the easiest thing is to do is to just go to my website, my online home, which is Tiffany Newman.com. It's N E U M A N because it's that name is easy to misspell. And yeah, just check it out. I have a free masterclass on there that will walk you through 
a little bit more about the brand stages in depth and really talk through everything that uh, you need to create what I call a legacy brand, which we didn't get into much today, but you can find more about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, guys, I'm going to have a link here in the description to the show. So just click on it, go and find out. Because educating yourself is important with branding. Whether you are at the stage of investing in the brand or not right now, uh, you still need to know about it because the more you understand the brand, the more you will be able to leverage the power of branding in your business. And absolutely tiffany thank you so much for being my lovely guest so much value in this interview and guys if you have any questions to tiffany or myself pop them in the comments and we will definitely get back and answer or and definitely check out tiffany's website thank you so much for watching and i will see you next week in the episode of show up stand out see you tiffany bye thank you so much bye Thank you for listening to Show Up Stand Out with me, your host and your online visibility strategist, Juliet Stapleton. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And if you are ready to be more visible and create an impact, check out julietstapleton.com to see how I can support you on this journey and help you show up fearlessly and with ease.